Hey nurses, welcome to the Nurse Dot Podcast, giving nurses validation, resources, and hope one episode at a time. Today on Nurse Dot Podcast. It was after clinical one day that I looked on my desk and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Just because you pass the NCLEX doesn't mean you're a competent nurse. Just because you fail the NCLEX doesn't mean you're not a competent nurse, right? Nursing.com is here to help and to give you hope. Joining us today, Abby Rose, a registered nurse and a beacon of support for all nursing school students. Currently maneuvering at the forefront of nursing.com, Abby remains relentless in making sure nursing students never feel alone in their journey, making sure you're not only ready to survive nursing school, but also prepared to conquer the next-gen NCLEX. I'm your host, Kara Lunsford, registered nurse and VP of Community at Nurse.com. Rose, I had the incredible opportunity to meet you at the NSNA conference. What month was that? That was in April. April. Mm -hmm. My God, time flies, doesn't it? It really does. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think when I met you, you were not wearing the leotard. (laughs) But (laughs) yes, (laughs) later you were wearing the full like anatomy leotard. I thought about wearing it today. I did, but... You should have. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Then it was kind of nice. Now it's too hot. But yes, the flesh suit. The flesh suit. Yes. we lovingly call it here at nursing.com. It's the flesh suit. (laughs) First of all, I'm just going to like elephant in the room. I love... I I just love that your name is nursing.com and our name is nurse.com. I mean, nurses and nursing students, we have a lot to do. We don't have time to remember names. We have to make it easy. Completely agreed. Let's just find exactly what we need and call it what it is. (laughs) So if anybody's wondering, just think of it this way. If you are in nursing school, you need nursing.com. If you are already a nurse, you probably can get what you need over here. I completely agree. I'm a nurse and I need (laughs) nurse.com. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to, we just, uh, we make it simple for you. We make it super simple. I'm really excited to learn from you a little bit more. Just, I mean, tell us a little bit just about yourself and how you kind of came to be with nursing.com and maybe a little background on nursing.com would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So nursing.com did not have a choice in hiring me once I got my license. That was, that was really, (laughs) that's the long and the short of it. And we still joke about it now. And so, yeah, I started nursing school in 2016 and well, I wasn't in the nursing program yet, but went all through prereqs and then, you know, did okay through the first semester and Then by the second semester, I was failing out of nursing school and I did not know what I was going to do. And a friend of mine, her brother, John Hawes, had started a website called NRSNG. And it started with podcasts and a really uh, simple app that he just basically had had such a hard time himself through nursing school 
He wanted to make sure that other nursing students around the country didn't have to encounter the same hardship he did in not having really succinct, clear, concise explanations for these really complex topics. And it was funny because Tammy had told me, Tammy's our marketing director, John's sister, and she had told me about it a couple months prior, but I thought, I do not have time for yet another resource, right? All of the books, all of the assignments, everything had just gotten so overwhelming. And I have ADHD, so I was just all over the place. And it was after clinical one day that I just, I looked on my desk and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to survive nursing school? And I saw a clipboard that Tammy had sent me from NRSNG. And I thought, I, I'm going to check this out. I just want to see if this website will write my care plan. <laughs> it always comes back to care plans. And this was prior to AI. You just wanted to see if that website would write your care plan. Now nursing students are like, can Gen AI write my care plan? <laughs> Let's have Gen AI write my final project, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, this was all before all of that. And I got on the website and one of the first videos I found was a cardiac video. And the way that John broke everything down on this video, I just remember the lights going on. And mind you, by the time you're in second semester of nursing school, this is probably like the fifth or sixth time you've heard this stuff, right? But when you get into the nursing program, now it's nursing philosophy. It's not gross anatomy and just points in fact, right? And the way that John put it, it really worked for me. And that was literally the turning point. And when I said, okay, maybe I won't quit nursing, maybe I will continue through nursing school. And long story short, graduated with honors, spoke at graduation, just really helped me. I had this backing with this website, this subscription that just broke everything down so perfectly and really helped me hone in. And, you know, after graduation, I was in this, it's called a critical care internship at the University of Utah here in Salt Lake, where I live and had the immense opportunity to work through all of the ICUs and the emergency department in that hospital system. And, you know, it got to a point that I needed to take a break from the bedside because I landed in critical care nursing in March, 2020, <laughs> when the global pandemic broke out and it just ended up being way too much. And the long and the short of it, I just, I reached out to nursing.com and I said, you know, I have this background in teaching and you all helped me through nursing school. I want to do that same thing for nursing students. I want to join your vision, join your mission to end the nursing shortage. And it's funny because I was actually working for the company that I had worked for before college. And I just happened to be in the area where nursing.com headquarters are. And I said, whether you like it or not, we're going to have some coffee and you're going to hire me. <laughs> and Way to manifest. Way to manifest, Abby. So whether you like it or not, you're going to hire me. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I was like, I know you all like coffee. Let's go get some coffee and let's open up this conversation because I need a break from the bedside, but I still want to be in nursing. And this passion that I have for teaching and education, it just, it really married well. And I'm so grateful because this is a company that, man, anyway, I can't say enough good, but. I love it. One of my questions is, does John have a license plate that says NRSNG? He should. Does he? He, he doesn't? 
I don't think so. We drive the same car, but. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like a classic license plate right there. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to pass that on. He's He's got a new task. He's welcome. <laughs> and, you know, because and it was it was NRSNG at first. And then, you know, just a couple of years ago, I think it's about three years now we've been nursing.com. So it's been a little bit clarified. But yeah, he needs to pay homage to the OG and put it on his car. Yes. First of all, let's just state a fact. Nursing school is really hard. OK, it's really hard no matter where you go, whether you're getting your ADN or your BSN or you're trying to go straight for your MSN, which I don't know why anybody wants to do that, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to get a few years under your belt and then say, decide you want to go back and get your MSN. But that's personal opinion. But it was really hard. I mean, I was in nursing school. I went to county. I went to county nursing school. Now, county nursing school is kind of known for we went to, I went to LAC USC School of Nursing. They had been graduating nurses since the turn of the century. Okay. Literally when there's like pictures. Yeah. When there's pictures of like the classes that came before you, there were actually classes at like 1898. And it was like three nurses that were standing there in all white, you know, with the, the hat and the thing. And we did all of it at the county hospital, county general, which basically looked like it had gargoyles outside. Like it was so old and there was like six people to a room. It was very ward based. It was, oh, it was no joke. Okay. No joke. I mean, one of my first wound patients, one of the first patients I ever took care of actually had six bullet hole wounds. She'd been, no, I'm sorry, seven. She'd been fought, shot five times in the back one time through what is called the thenar eminence. Look that up if you don't know what that is. And then once through the bicep and then five in the back by her boyfriend, who she was planning to go back to. You know, like as a new nursing school student who was having to do my wet to dry dressings, which is now a very archaic form of doing dressings, but at the time that's what you did. And 16 years ago. So I had everybody looking at me. I had all the other nursing school students looking at me. I had the patient screaming at me and calling me all kinds of names. And I had Miss Mwangi, my instructor, who was like very stoic and looking at me, just, you know, boring through me and making sure I did not break my sterile field. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I definitely needed resources. And I wouldn't say that 16 years ago, there was a whole lot of resources there. I mean, just not what there is today. No, mm -mm. for sure. Not what there is today. No. Oh my gosh. If you're in nursing school nowadays, you're not always going to get the hands-on training. You're not always going to get the clinical. You're not going to get, sometimes you're not going to get everything that you need to feel really, really well prepared once you get to the NCLEX. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the NCLEX. <laughs> the other <laughs> elephant. The other huge elephant in the room. So there's a new NCLEX, the next gen. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, tell us about the next gen. Tell us about this new beast. 
Oh man, this beast. So it's funny. I love this beast. It's for one, it's the biggest change to the NCLEX in over 30 years. The biggest. There have been changes. There have here and there, there's been some tweaks. It became computerized, <laughs> you know, all of that jazz. It's gotten a little savvier, but this is by and large the biggest change in 30 years. And in my humble opinion, I think it's the best change to the NCLEX. It is a far more accurate evaluation of a test taker's ability compared to the passing standard, of course. And their ability is gauging whether or not they're going to be a safe or competent nurse, right? That's that's the whole thing. You, ho- you have to hop over the NCLEX in order to get to your license. And next gen has new scoring rules, new item types. And the big focus is exhibiting or the test taker proving that they're able to make clinical judgment according to, and I have to say this slowly because I always foul it up, the nursing clinical, nursing measurement. Oh my gosh, now I can't even remember it. Nursing clinical judgment measurement model. Thank you. That is a mouthful. I had the letters in my head and then I was like, wait a minute, I got to organize those. Yes. And so it's these six steps that really have been tripping up educators and students all over the place. But what it really is, is ADPI. And that's what I tell people when they ask about Next Generation NCLEX. And of course, as a supplemental company and as you know, a company that we have NCLEX prep, we talk NCLEX all day. So we've been, you know, a big player in all of this. Next generation NCLEX is traditional NCLEX with a few more accessories and really just newly formatted select all that apply questions and better scoring rules. That's next generation NCLEX. And of course, let's not forget the case studies, (laughs) case studies. Whereas, you know, previously when I took the NCLEX, when you took the NCLEX, every question was a one-off patient scenario. So now there are at least three unfolding case studies in each test taker's set of questions. There's new minimum, new maximum. So now instead of 75 to 145, which were the adjustments for COVID, um, when we took it, the maximum was 265 questions, which there are people that sit for all of those questions. I'd rather die. I'd rather fail than sit for all of those, but that's my personality type. Now it's 85 to 150 And so still computer adaptive, we still have the maximum time rule. So there's still a five hour time limit. There are still research questions. So like when I took the NCLEX, the end of it, there were 25 questions that were completely unscored and it was all next gen. So I had the EHR, it was an unfolding case study. And I just remember taking that thing and being like, holy crap. I don't know if I just passed what I just took, but I don't know that I would pass this. But now that I know more about it, I honestly think it's so... I I wouldn't say easier because I think that's a misnomer. I think it's a more accurate way for a test taker, a candidate to show their ability. And it's the test itself is a more accurate evaluation as well. Hey there, nurses and nursing students. We know your job isn't just a profession. It's a calling. Now, with Nurse.com, your nurse life is all in one place. Imagine a world where career opportunities are tailored to your skills, where you can find peer support in the Nurse.com app, the only networking site built specifically for nurses. 
continuing education, events, peer support, and jobs? What more can you ask for? Ready to take the leap into a role that is truly yours? Check out nurse.com forward slash jobs today. So I'm going to ask you a tough question then. Yeah. Okay. There's people that have learned how, historically, have learned how to take the NCLEX, right? They've, they've studied Kaplan or they've studied, like, right, and, and they've learned how to test take or they've learned how to, they've done enough of the questions that somehow they've been able to pass it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're an overly competent nurse or that they're going to be a competent nurse. And that has happened, right? Like they go, they, they manage to pass it, the, the test and then they get in and boy, they just can't hack it, okay? Now, it's not always on them that they can't hack it. This is a very, very difficult environment and climate that we are in today. And I would not say that that is always their fault that they can't hack it. There's lots of other variables involved, including a lack of preceptorship, a lack of mentorship, a lack of staffing, a lack of having enough experience on a floor so that it's not just everybody who has two years, but it's got a fair amount of people with decades of experience versus a brand new person coming in. There's lots of contributing factors to why people won't necessarily be able to continue in the field, even if they pass the NCLEX. That being said, do you think that this new next gen will make it harder? Could we have less people entering the field? I think it's definitely possible, especially because it's such a massive change. I think there's a possibility. I haven't looked at pass rates yet. I admit I've been procrastinating that. I'm very curious to see, you know, traditional versus next gen. But, you know, we're only what couple months, three months and a couple weeks into this thing actually having been delivered. And I think that part of the risk is that there really wasn't a lot of preparation. Even though this thing took well over five years to launch, I think the risk of there not being as many nurses entering because of the test is just fear. I really do. Because when you really look at the scoring rules and the item types, I think the test is actually better at someone who's not a great test taker to be able to show their ability. So in standardized testing, that's problematic in general. I mean, that is a poor catch-all. And like you're saying, just because you pass the NCLEX doesn't mean you're a competent nurse. Just because you fail the NCLEX doesn't mean you're not a competent nurse, right? But I think that the fears surrounding the unknown and those that are getting out and having to, you know, get in and take it, I think that that poses a risk. It really is hard to say and and to pass an actual, I mean, I have opinion, sure. But in order to say anything for sure, the data is what I would need to pour over. I think quality, I, I think it's always important to consider quality over quantity because if I had, let's say, 10 nurses, right? And those 10 nurses, they passed the NCLEX or the next gen NCLEX because they were competent. 
they were able to show their competency, okay? Then when they get into the actual nursing field, the chance that they're going to stay is higher, right? Because the more competency you have, the more confidence you feel to do the job and the more likely Mm -hmm. you are to stay in that job. I would say that I'd rather have 10 pretty confident, competent people who pass than to have 25 people who pass but don't necessarily have that confidence and that competence to be able to go and and stay in the career for what we would hope would be decades. So that kind of quality over quantity, uh, I, I do think is really important. It is. And I think that that is the aim of Next Generation NCLEX is to parse out the ones that are more competent, because that's what the nursing clinical judgment measurement model is supposed to do. Can you pass clinical judgment on this whole case? You know, that's what I love about the unfolding case studies. It's more like real life nursing. And so I think that that is the aim is to figure out what's the actual quality of this person as a nurse, as opposed to, can they pick it out of A, B, C, and D? Even select all that apply questions. Like that's like you're saying, they can teach a computer to take the NCLEX and pass it 1000% based on strategy alone, not necessarily nursing knowledge. And that's where next generation is trying to shift the evaluation. Can you think like a nurse? Can you think like a nurse? Because if you think like a nurse, you're going to be more confident in your competency, right? And if you're more confident, you're more likely to stay and to be a good nurse. Because that's really what we do see too. That's the issue. We get a ton of people out there passing the NCLEX and then they're staying a year or less in the profession. Right. That doesn't help nursing right. at all. Just- no, doesn't pay, it doesn't help patient outcomes. It doesn't help with the hospital turnover, attrition. Like that has its own cost. Bringing somebody in, training them and then losing them, that is a cost to the system. And if it's a cost to the system, that money is not then being passed along to the nurses and to the the healthcare workers that are staying, you know, because there's this loss that's happening. So we have this responsibility to really put the best and the brightest into the field. And it really is on us to make sure from a nursing school perspective, that they're getting the best education, that they're getting the best clinical opportunities, and that they're getting the absolute best resources from third-party providers such as nursing.com so that they're supporting the nursing school journey and then additionally helping you to prepare for this test that you are going to have to take and then hopefully be there to support you as well throughout the rest of your nurse career. Because um, it doesn't stop when you get pass on your on your candidate performance no. report. Doesn't doesn't stop there. No. The learning doesn't stop. And if you think it does, turn around and don't even pay for the NCLEX. <laughs> don't take it. Don't don't pay for it. Drop out of nursing school. Because exactly I tell educators this all the time. We collaborate and we talk about this. This is a life learning career. And if you're yep. not up for that, you probably shouldn't join the ranks. 
because it evolves, which is again, why next generation came out because like nursing practice evolves, so must the test to evaluate whether someone's ready or not for that profession. And so, you know, and that's directly from the NCSBN. That was their impetus behind creating this new test, you know, their, their reason, like everything's evolving and, and because everyone learns so differently too, that's a, another reason that standardized testing is a poor evaluator. It's what we've mm-hmm. got. So at least it's getting better. And again, this is, I am a big fan of next generation NCLEX. I'm, that might be a very unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I just, I do think it's a more accurate evaluation. And I think that that's an important message for nursing students and nurses alike, that yep. not one size fits all, never has, never will. Yes, when you're in conversation with a nurse, you have this like strange understanding, right? Even the the person I'm seeing right now, he's a nurse. And I'm like, we just have this like baseline where we just understand each other differently than, you know, were I with someone in another profession. But we do all learn a little bit differently. And there's some trends in nursing. Nursing tends to attract a lot of um, neurodivergent personality types. There's lots of ADHD in nursing, (laughs) lots of visual learners, tons of kinesthetic. Which specialty do you feel like people lean towards? With ADHD? Yeah. Do you think it's more of like an emergency room, like very fast pace? Do you think it's more of that? That's a good question. Um, Because I, I think it depends too. I mean, there's so like we've just been talking about too, there's such a spectrum to so many different diagnoses too, right? Yes, 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 of course. You know, when when I think about my ADHD, the emergency room is a freaking nightmare for me. That would be a nightmare. Whereas where I did work, where, you know, once I got out of the internship and, and found the unit that I parked on for a bit, I was on the cardiovascular ICU. Of course, since it was CVICU, I have to make sure to mention that I worked there. No, that was a good one for my ADHD because I could hyper-focus on stuff and really sit and work it out. And sometimes you had to do that. I mean, if you're up against a device or some real, a big hemodynamic issue, you have to be able to hyper-focus on it. I think that it depends. Whereas you know, and then I think about all the, all the people that I knew on the CVICU and I did meet so many people in the ED having uh, rotated there for a few weeks through this internship. And I think there's just a lot of ADHD in nursing in general, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because we also, if we, if we get bored, we can go to, you know, you can go somewhere else. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to go to the cath lab. I'm going to go to GI. Yeah. There's so many places you, you never have to worry about getting bored. So, you know, the reason I bring this up is not to necessarily shine a light on any type of neurodivergence. But I do think that it is really, really important that when we're talking about studying, when we're talking about learning, that we acknowledge that people learn differently and that there are, do you have to be labeled? Not necessarily, but do you want to know how you learn best? Yes, it's important that like, that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to have a label of ADD or ADHD or, or anything, but truly understanding yourself and knowing, you know what, I'm more of an auditory learner or I'm more of a visual learner, or I just love to read. If I read, I can read a page and I absorb it and 
boom, I've got it. For me, I'm one of those people that I have to talk something out. So like if I am in a group where I get to do a study group and I'm working it out and I'm talking about something with people, if I have to be the one who gets up and writes it on the board, it sticks. If I have to sit back, if I have to sit back and just listen, I'm like, it's like, it just, (laughs) there you go. And I'm off. Oh, everything else is so noisy. But if you're talking that I feel the same way, I can definitely identify with that. Yeah. Learning by teaching and what a great tool for nurses. What a strength for you as a nurse, because we are teachers, we're educators as nurses. I was onboarding some students to nursing.com the other day. And and I said that, you know, like get in a study group and teach each other, because if you can teach it, you freaking know it. And just like you said, if you're competent, you're confident, (laughs) if you're confident, you're going to be, you know, and not the confidence that we've seen before the scary confidence of, I know it all. Cause those are the really scary nurses. That's different. (laughs) Confident in, I can show up do what I need to do and find my resources. Exactly. It's always important to ask questions and to feel like you can be vulnerable and it's dance. It's a balancing act, right? Like it's, you don't want to walk into a room with a new patient who is really nervous and tell them that you've never done something before, you know? So there's ways I used to, when I was precepting, I used to tell people, I'd say, okay, look, this is what you say. If they ask you how many times you've done something or you just feel like inclined to provide them of a false sense of security, you, this is what you say. You say, you wouldn't believe how many times I've done this. And that is my go-to because the answer might be zero, but they don't need to know that. And they wouldn't believe it if you told them. And that's no. the truth. No, because you go in and you just kind of wear that confidence like a jacket and you make the patient feel comfortable and you make them feel confident and maybe you're holding it inside and dying inside and scared to death, but you're there to make them feel comfortable that you've got them and they're going to be safe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, joy of nursing. Yes, yes. That's the joy of nursing. So, I... Is this something I'm curious? So with nursing.com and, you know, if you don't do it, that's fine. But, you know, if you do start doing it, you have to give me some credit. Um, Do you do, do you do kind of like assessments or help people to understand what ways, how they best learn so that you can help give them the best packages? Or is that something that you are working on? I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea for certain. Um, You know, currently we don't have a formal assessment tool, but what the website does have, we're what we call a multimodal platform. 
so that it does address all learning styles. So it's there for you to find, which again, in my case, I didn't realize that I was studying the wrong way. And so then when I found nursing.com, the way that I was studying after getting to the website, it kind of fell into place. So I was one of the lucky ones that didn't have to take an assessment and you know all of that. But I think that's a great idea to be able to do that because if you don't know how you learn, then you don't know where to start. Because I mm -hmm. thought, okay, my instructor, I show up to class for this, this lecture and then I'm given this assigned reading. So if I show up and I do the assigned reading, I'll pass the quizzes, I'll pass the tests, I'll learn how to be a nurse. And it wasn't the case because <laughs> I don't read by comprehension <laughs> or learn by reading comprehension rather. And so, you know, so what you bring up is a, a great point. And I'm glad that at least at nursing.com, we do address those areas because it is important for you to have the resources in the form that work for you. Round hole, round peg, right? And I think that that is the issue in nursing mm -hmm. education. And that's really... You know, when we created our, our pedagogy, the core content mastery method, it was all about how it has to be broad enough to catch all learning types. Mm -hmm. And we have to have those supplementary tools so that if someone does learn by memorization, there's a mnemonic. If someone's more of a visual learner, there's a cheat sheet with images and bullet points. You know, someone like me and kind of like you were talking to, I really need to be more of an active learner. And yeah. so, you know, teaching it back or what I used to do is I would transcribe the outline from the lesson into my notes. And then while watching the video, I would take notes and it made me feel like I was more a part of the teaching mm -hmm. and that really helped to hone it in. And so, you know, while we don't have a formal assessment tool, the ability to find what you need in the way that you learn is there, which is nice. But when we create that assessment tool, Kara, I think we're going to call it the Kara Lindsberg. You could call it, do you care about learning? <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Are you a father? Is that, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> but Kara, I really appreciate that. And yes, yes, we do care. I think, do you care about learning? then use the Kara tool. Okay. So I'm just saying the reason I asked it was because at nurse.com, we are the parent company. Our parent company is Relias and Relias. We do all kinds of amazing things in the education world uh, in terms of clinical competency and things that that people are probably very familiar with once they are a nurse uh, and they have to do their competencies at work uh, that it's sometimes it's Relias that you're you're doing. So we actually have like an OB assessment tool. We have some stuff that's really trying to um, help to standardize care, make care more uh, safe. And at the same time, realizing that providers of care are very busy and they don't have time to learn things that they already know. So what we do is we have these kind of assessment tools where we're only going to give you, you're only going to have to learn stuff you don't know. So it shortens the amount of time. I think it's really interesting that you guys could potentially explore that, that whole idea of what do you already know? What do you not know? How to fill the gaps 
and also how to get the best type of learning for you, whatever your type of learning is, you know? So yeah, don't worry. We'll work on it together later when we're not on this podcast. No. And you bring up such a good point because like you said, at the very beginning, nursing school is hard. And part of what's so hard about it is the amount that you have to know and that you have to learn. Just like when you get out into your specialty, even if you're in a specialty from there, you finally have the time. If you're a cardiac on a cardiac unit, you don't need to worry as much about OB, but now you can really get into the nitty gritty of everything cardiac, not just what you need to know for the NCLEX. Right. And so you bring up such a good point. And, and I love that you talk about ways to assess because as humans, we are so obsessed with categorizing. How many quizzes have you taken online, right? Because I want to know my color, my personality color type, or my Enneagram number, or, you know, anything like that. And, and it's super important. And, you know, when we bring it back to tools for education, I love that you're talking about how you can hone in on exactly what you need to know so you can stop spending time on what you already know. And we talk about that a lot with nursing.com. We have a custom quiz builder, nursing practice questions, and Simplex, our simulated NCLEX exam, that these two tools, they actually return metrics to the user on topics that they need to work on. For lack of a better word, your weakest areas so that you stop spending time on what you already know and you can hone in. And I think that what you're talking about too is that next level of, okay, so you know that you need to spend time in OB, endocrine and farm. Now, because you're a visual learner, because you took this assessment, here are the lesson videos for you to watch, <laughs> right? And yes. As opposed to read these articles if you're a reading comprehension learner. And I, yeah, I think that's, we've just got to keep getting savvier and we can't software. Oh man, what I've learned about software. Technology is going to change the way we do everything. I mean, it, it already does. And now you look at VR and you look at how people are going to be learning to do procedures Mm -hmm. where they can practice on some, you know, on not a real person, which I'm sure the general public is going to be thrilled that we will no longer be practicing on them. (laughs) No, I was kidding. (laughs) We moved away from body snatching a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But that like, you know, that maybe just maybe we could get better at something or more comfortable with something without having to practice it on you know, our patient when we're in our second semester, you know, so it's, it's nice to think that, you know, we are moving in the right, you know, maybe we're moving in a, in a direction in that technology will be allowed, will allow us to do things better and that maybe we will be able to provide safer care and that we will be able to provide more standardized care, health equity, (laughs) you know, really getting equity, you know, equity is a big thing. So, Before I let you go, there's a variety of people that are listening to this podcast, right? There's the people that are already nurses. There's the people who are nursing school students. There's uh, the people that are just maybe general public who are thinking, maybe I want to go to nursing school or something like that, right? And what would you say is your biggest, I don't want to say tip, but I guess it's like a tip. I don't know, like 
what would you say is the best recommendation you could make for someone who is either in nursing school or thinking about going to nursing school? If you could go back and do it again for yourself, what is the one thing you wish somebody said to you? Oh, that's a great, great question. And I have to say there's two parts to it. Okay. And I think this is what made me a natural choice or like I like to think a natural choice for nursing.com to hire. One of our biggest philosophies is the why behind the what. Why are you doing what you're doing? And I thought I knew why when I started nursing school, but I really wish that it hadn't been on the first day of the nursing program when I was already two years into my degree that I'd really thought about why I wanted to do it. And I think that that's a big thing that I think people really need to hone in on. Because if it's just for the money, that's the wrong reason. It's understandable because it's a job, you're going to get a paycheck. But because nursing is so challenging mentally and physically and to your personal life and the limits are endless. So you've got all this opportunity, which is incredible. But man, if you don't really know your why, you're going to have a hard time when the times get tough because they do. Like you're saying, you're going to be with your first wound patient in front of all of your peers, in front of your instructor and thinking, why the hell am I doing this? Right. And so you want to know why. And I think that's the biggest thing, the why behind what you're doing. And I, I apply that to anything that I do. Why am I here? Because if it's really superficial, I'm not going to put my all into it. I'm a very passionate person. And that also ties into when I started nursing, and this is, you're, you're going to laugh. I really thought that nursing was like, I bring you a warm blanket. I bring you some pills. I get to talk to your family for a minute and I'm a people person. So this is going to be great. I love the human body. I know where the eyes are and the ears are. Like, I just, I thought that knowing gross anatomy and some rudimentary physiology was going to get me through it. If I had really known what nursing was and is before I started nursing school, I think that the approach would have been completely different. My mindset would have been completely different. And I think that that's a third part that I didn't anticipate sharing but that is very important with nursing too. The why behind the what, what nursing actually is, and then your mindset going into it. I thought it was a freaking rock star when I started nursing program. I was getting great grades all through prereqs, the first 4.0s I'd ever gotten. And so I was like, oh my gosh, the counselor's telling me that these nursing students are in her office crying. What weaklings? What are they in their 20s? You know, I was a non-traditional student. So I also had this ageist view of what it is to be a nursing student when you're not on your second career like I was. And my mindset, I was so fixed that I knew it all that when I found out I didn't was when I was going to quit everything. And you have to be in that mindset that you don't know it all. And that's okay. You are the novice at first. And your experiential knowledge is something you earn. You don't get to just have it. You know, you were talking a ton about technology and there's so many resources and so much that that gives us. But I remember one of my favorite preceptors and someone who is still one of my dearest friends today. I just remember her saying that experiential knowledge is the only thing that you lack. You have the drive, you want to do better, but you lack experiential knowledge. And that's something that you earn. 
And I had gotten so frustrated that I wasn't that bomb CVICU nurse on month three when I hadn't earned a lick of that experience yet. Those are the things that you need to know (laughs) before you go into nursing. There's just time. It just takes time. And you got to get those notches in your belt. It does not happen overnight. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and to be uncomfortable because, oh, is it uncomfortable? It's so uncomfortable and wrong. It's just to be transparent and to say when you don't know the answer and it's all those things. And so I love what you're saying. All of that makes so much sense. It's such a spectrum. It's just like you start here and then, you know, where you end up is so different. But I love how you explained that. I love how you answered that question. I think that that was perfect. I think it was absolutely perfect. Is there anything else that you want anybody to know about nursing.com before we bring this fabulous episode to a close? Yes, yes. I want anyone and everyone to know just how truly nursing.com is here to help and to give you hope. Like I was saying, man, when you're in nursing school and you are caught in the depths of dread, you get that quiz score back, that test score back. That's not the right measure of you as a nurse. That's just a blip, just a blip in time. It's not the red sock in the white batch. It doesn't color everything, right? That's just a blip in time. And we are here to help close those knowledge gaps, to help bring it together. We get tagged as kind of simple or, you know, easy nursing or whatever, but we do that intentionally to just make everything so clear and concise that you finally get that light on. And when you feel hope, you're projected up out of the depths of dread so that you can actually continue on and perform. And we are humans. We are people. The people that I work with, we are humans, just like our users, our subscribers. And we're here to help you. We've got your back. That's one of our taglines. We've got your back. We know you can do this. And that's what I would like to share is just that we're here to help and to give nursing students and even educators, you know, I get work with educators in my position specifically, and you feel so alone sometimes, but that's the best thing about nursing is that it is a full on team sport and you've got a team behind you with nurse.com, nursing.com. I mean, that is, and we could talk about nursing culture on an entire other episode, (laughs) but we are here to help, to give you hope and to drive you forward. Oh my gosh. Abby? You did not fail to deliver. You did. This was just a wonderful, wonderful episode. And I'm very, very excited for, you know, the nursing students who are out there who are struggling, who have not exactly found their way, are contemplating leaving, that they feel that hope. Because one of the things about this episode or about this podcast is that providing nurses with validation, resources, and hope one episode at a time. That's what we do. That's what this podcast is about. And you closed it out with a beautiful piece of hope. So thank you. So glad. Thank you. I mean, I am just so glad that we ran across each other at that conference and we're able to make this connection because yeah, just, I mean, URL name alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
have a lot in common. <laughs> we have a lot in common. And you like to wear leotards and I like to wear leotards. Actually, I don't like to wear leotards. I hate to wear leotards, but it seemed like a fun thing to say. No, I don't know. I don't know if you like it, but you rock it. You did a great job in it. I have to give you that. You did a great job. I was going to say, Kara, I've got an extra one. <laughs> oh, no. Do I need to ship it to you? Because that is a very big possibility. Is it a one size fits all? You know, they're from Asia, as you would imagine. And so <laughs> it's an Amazon purchase. And so the large, extra large fit my 5'11", 140 to 150 pound frame pretty well. All right. I'm trying to think about our body types. I think that size would fit you well. All right. We'll send it on over. Abby and I will, uh, I'll rock it and send a picture and maybe I'll put it on social and tag nursing.com. If you're lucky, if you're lucky. I am <laughs> feeling lucky. So let's make this happen. <laughs> All right, my love. Thank you so much again. Until next time. <gasps> I can't wait. Thank you so much. Bye, love. Have a good one. Happy nursing. Happy nursing. Interested in learning more about incredible promotions being offered by nursing.com? Just visit nurse.com forward slash podcast and check out episode 14. If you are a nurse who enjoyed this episode and you have an idea for future episodes, you can connect with me by downloading the nurse.com app. Nurse Dot is a Nurse.com original podcast series. Production, music, and sound editing by Don Lunsford. Production coordination by Rhea Wade. Additional editing by John Wells. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in to the Nurse Dot podcast. Until next time, keep spreading the love and the care.